everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out. Here we go! From the greatest city in the world, this is Locked Up Sports. I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode number 51. We are just over 24 hours away from the kickoff of Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday. And first first off, before we get to any of that, we have sad news to announce. Uh, Brett is not with me here today. And the Locked Up Sports family lost one of their most loyal listeners, biggest fans. Brett's grandmother passed away earlier this afternoon. So we want to send all of our love, all the condolences, all of our thoughts are with Brett here today as he lost his grandmother. And the lock, like I said, the Locked Up Sports family lost one of its biggest fans. She was a loyal listener every week. So, Grandma, you'll be missed. Brett's grandma to Brett. You know, if you need anything, Brett, you give us a call here. You know our number. So, everybody, just just keep Brett in your in your thoughts here over these next couple of days. But we got a Super Bowl show here for you. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. I'm excited for the game. I'm off from work, so it should, it should be, you know, it's nice that I'll get to sit and watch the game. I was going to a Super Bowl party. It's not happening now. It was canceled due to illness. Uh, our good friend Ryan, the poor guy, has had 10 parties in the last two years that he's had to cancel because of one thing or another. So we're gonna, I'm going to sit home with my wife. We're going to, you know, get some get some food. I'm going to have some drinks. She's not because she's pregnant, of course. And we're going to enjoy the game, and I think it's going to be a good game. I do, and we'll go through everything with it in, in just a little while here for you. Um, but let's start with the big news this week was the, uh, especially around here, was the NBA trade deadline. Kyrie and Durant are now gone from Brooklyn. Good riddance is what I say. Good riddance to both of them. When we were Last week when we were on, it was right as Kyrie had demanded a trade. You know, the, the Nets weren't going to give him the, the max deal that he had asked for. And, and, I mean, can you blame him? Why would why why would they give him a max deal? I mean, are you kidding me? The guy played like 16 or 20 games together with, with the other two, Durant and Harden, when they were together. And Durant, you know what? Durant, too. Durant, and since then, Durant has been traded to the Suns, just in case you didn't know, in case you've been living somewhere else. You know, besides planet Earth or America here for the past week. Durant is on the Suns now. And you know what? Good riddance to him as well. Because he, he's, 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 he's just as bad. He's just as culpable here. I mean, both of these guys. And, and if you saw Kyrie's press conference, he said when they asked him about Durant right after he got traded, I'm glad he's out of there. I'm glad he's out of there. You guys came here. You chose to come here. Kyrie brought Durant here. They got two coaches fired. They got a GM who I can't believe he still has a job. So the GM is still there, but he's got to be hanging by a thread. 
They ruined the Nets team. They barely played together. They took boatloads of money. The whole first year, Durant didn't play because he was out with the injury. Then the second year, Kyrie didn't play because of the COVID vaccine thing and the Black Lives Matter thing. And then this year, when they finally, looks like they finally figured it out. They were finally playing together and they were playing great basketball. 18-2 and when they were on the court together. Kyrie decides to blow it up by saying, I want to trade. Good riddance. And you know what? Durant, his little, follows him around like, like uh, you know, like he's a little follower. I mean, give me a break with both of these guys. Both of these guys, good riddance. The Nets are better off without him. Because you know what? They would have never completed it. Just what, if you're a Nets fan, and I don't really know many Nets fans, but you got to be sick to your stomach. You had to be sick to your stomach last week when you heard Kyrie demanded the trade because they were finally playing good. And you thought maybe, just maybe, they figured it out. Okay, it took three years, but now, now okay, now they figured it out. They're 18-2. and two, they, were, they were rolling. They couldn't beat the Celtics, but it's the regular season. You, you never know in the playoffs because they are two great talents. And they were 18-2. and two. They got two coaches fired, and they were finally playing well. And Kyrie decides to blow it up. I mean, give me a break. And then with Kyrie saying, his press con- the rest of his press conference was just as ridiculous as that comment about Durant. It was just as ridiculous. And Dallas, I mean, listen, if that, good luck, Dallas. Good luck, Mark Cuban, if you're going to give him money. Because Mark Cuban's been looking for a second guy on that team for a while now. He wanted Porzingis. Porzingis didn't work out. He tried a couple guys in there, and now he's down to Kyrie. And you know what? If he decides to give him the money, it, I don't feel bad at all. I don't think he's you know dumb enough to give him the money before the season ends. Now they can afford uh, Dallas can afford to let Kyrie walk at the end of the season because they didn't really give up a boatload of, of stuff. You know, a couple players, couple, couple good players, Dinwiddie, but. But nothing crazy. Couple picks. It wasn't like they shipped the whole franchise over to to Brooklyn, and now it's going to have to be a sign a, a sign and trade, or trade and sign. But I, I think they're probably gonna they're probably gonna sign him at the end of the season because Cubans dying to get another championship. They really haven't done much since you know Dirk left, and. If he signs him, you know what? It's not going to be any different. He's not going to get his championship because Kyrie's not a winner. Kyrie will blow that thing up just like he blew everything else up. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. He thinks he's better than everybody. And he thinks he's entitled to everything that he wants. And that's not the way the world works. As far as Durant goes in Phoenix, I think they got a little better chance with Durant. I think it's better that Durant is away from Kyrie, to be honest with you. But to have, but to think that you know Durant, Durant's never won anything except when he was with Curry, and people are already saying that Curry might be coming back to play with him next year. And you know, Durant, you know, Durant's a, a great player. Don't get me wrong; he's a great player, but he needs to grow up. I said last week he's arguing with kids on Twitter. He's following Kyrie around. I mean, Durant, Durant, 
asked for a trade at the beginning of the season, then the Nets called his bluff. And he was bluffing because he still because he just stayed with them. He played. He played and he signed you know, why why sign the extension? So that that whole thing, I'm not even a Nets fan. Imagine they came to the Knicks. Imagine this whole circus, because we all wanted Durant a couple of years ago on the Knicks. And if you say you didn't, you're, cra- you're lying. Because the, the Knicks fans were dying to get Durant. They were heartbroken when he chose to go to the Nets with Kyrie. Oh, the things we could have had. It would have been a great team. We could have had Kyrie and, and Durant. Well, you know what? Thank you, Lucky Stars. You got neither of them. Because they're bums. Kyrie, I wouldn't want Kyrie anywhere near the team. And then we had Harden, too. Don't forget, Harden blew his thing up last year. Harden was just as bad as the rest of them. Harden's no good with Philadelphia. He's all right, but he's not going to win anything. Philadelphia's never going to win anything with Durant, uh, with uh, Harden. A lot, of these, a lot of these basketball stars are divas. And you know what? There's really, the, the NBA is really run by, like, what, like 20, 25 players. You don't hear about the other guys. The, the whole thing is run by 20, if 20 players at the very top, the top 20 elite players run that league. And they shuffle themselves around the league and they, they form alliances. It's almost like a, like a, a survivor reality show. The top 20 players form alliances with each other. They move around. They go to this team together. They go there. They screw things up here. So they just leave it in shambles and go somewhere else. Because that's what, what Kyrie and Durant did. They left the Nets in shambles and they left to go somewhere else. Because they, they don't want to fix it. It's not their mess, right? So give me a break with you two. With Kyrie and with Durant and with, with the whole thing. And thank God, Knicks, uh, Knicks fans, thank you, Lucky Stars, that they did not come here. Because they would have done the same thing. And if you, if you think people are upset now when they did this in Brooklyn, imagine they did this over at 33rd and 7th Avenue. They'd be picketing to get Dolan out of here. Also this week in the NBA, of course, LeBron passed uh, Kareem for the all-time scoring record. He scored 30, I think he scored 38 in the game in a loss. And of course, that sparked up, you know, a lot of the LeBron haters came out. Everybody's Jordan's fans. Everybody is, LeBron's not Jordan. Jordan was undefeated in the finals, so nobody could ever be, listen, you're talking just pure basketball skill, LeBron is better. LeBron can play every position on the floor, and he can be the best player in the league at every position on the floor. Now, if you want to go with winning, Everybody brings up Jordan and the undefeated in the finals. Okay. So what? So as soon as somebody, as soon as anybody for the rest of history loses a finals, that's it. They're out. They can't, they can never be better than Jordan. I don't think that's true. Also, I think there's a lot of things were better back then type of bias with Jordan. Oh, LeBron doesn't play. He wouldn't be doing this in Jordan's NBA. Yeah, he would. You think it's not a tough game now? You think it's not? You think uh, LeBron can't play in any era and dominate the game? He absolutely can. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you a thousand percent LeBron's you know better all to, you know number one best of all time over Jordan because it's a debatable thing. 
everybody's got different criteria for it. But the, you know, he did it with one team and he was undefeated in the finals thing. Kind of, it, I don't take those as end all be all arguments in the who's the greatest of all time. It was a different NBA back then. Okay. Players didn't move around. There wasn't the type of movement the way there is now. You don't think, you don't think maybe Jordan would have left the Bulls if he could have got Max Steel somewhere else or the super Max Steel. Maybe he doesn't stay with the Bulls. He also had a ready made team. Okay? Just because someone switches teams or goes to different cities, does not it's not a knock on them. And again, listen, Jordan might be the greatest of all time. And you can't argue with someone that says he is. But some, some of the, the hatred on LeBron, I mean, you'd think he wasn't any good if you scrolled through Facebook the other night. He, could, he would dominate in any era, anywhere, on any court, at any time. LeBron would dominate the game. And he's a better, all over, he's a better basketball player. Because he could play any position on the floor and he could be the best at any position on the floor. Listen, Jordan was a winner. LeBron's a winner too. LeBron took some teams to the finals. That Cavs team he took to the finals and lost was one of the great performances ever. He took that team. That team didn't even belong in the playoffs. And he took them to the finals. I got news for you. Jordan wouldn't have taken that team to the finals by himself. Also, Jordan fell off. Everybody, you know, Jordan, he left to play baseball. Is that a knock on Jordan? You never hear that as a knock. He left in the middle of a dynasty. He decided, eh, I'm done. I'm going to go play baseball. What was up with that? Why? How can we never hear that as a knock on Jordan? Also, when Jordan was LeBron's age, now LeBron is, is 30 points a game. Top couple players in the NBA still. He's, you know, 38 years old. 38 years old. And further along, Jordan's career, he was no good. Remember Jordan on, on the Wizards? Not really, right? Because he wasn't very good on the Wizards. You know, he play, he played until he, he basically they, they kicked him off the team. Now, I don't think LeBron's even close to done either. LeBron's talking about he wants to play, you know, the, the ultimate dream. He wants to play with Bronny and whatnot. But forget about that for now. Because who even knows if he's going to make it, you know, into the league. There's a long way to go for that. But the Jordan-LeBron debate, listen, LeBron, he's got the all-time scoring leader. He's the all-time scoring leader. That is a big, that is a big-time record. One of the all-time records that stood for about 40 years. That's another thing people were all bitching and moaning. Oh, why'd they have to stop the game? Why'd they have to stop? Because that, that's what they do. Could you imagine he hit that bucket and they, they inbound the ball under the hoop and they just continue with the game? Is that what you wanted? And then in the next commercial break, they play a little video tribute. That's it? Of course not. Of course they can't do that. Why'd they have to stop the game? Because he just broke the most hallowed record in the NBA. Uh, one of the greatest players of all time. That's why they stopped the game. 
They stopped the game when Judge hit his 60-second home run. They stopped the game when McGuire and Sosa were hitting home runs. They stopped the game when Bonds broke Ruth and then later Aaron's record. They stopped the game when Tom Brady or Peyton Manning threw for the most yards. Peyton Manning threw for the most touchdowns. They stopped the game. That's what they do. And Anthony Davis sitting on the bench with a you know with a puss on his face. Looked he looked like he was miserable. A lot of people also commenting on that. Now, listen, for Anthony Davis, he's I'm not an Anthony Davis fan. I don't think he's a winner. I think he he's he's he kills almost any team he's on. Now he's got his championship, he does, he has his championship, but for him, he was a superstar coming here. This is just another game for him. Okay, he witnessed history. What, what did you want him to do? People all up in arms about him sitting on the bench and you know not basically going crazy over it. So he basically did what you wanted everybody else to do, and now you have a problem with Anthony Davis. And all the people that were like, no, why'd they stop the game? It's ridiculous. Just keep playing. I don't know what they're doing. That's what Anthony Davis did, and that's what he wanted. And everybody got on him. So you can't make anybody happy. Nobody's ever happy with anything. Everybody's just happy when they're complaining about something. Me, I think LeBron's better than Jordan. That's not a knock on Jordan. It's certainly not a knock on Jordan. But I think LeBron is a better basketball player. I think he's the greatest of all time. Now, we I didn't see Kareem. I didn't see Bill Russell. I didn't see Wilt. So... You know, it's it's a subjective thing. Everybody's got their guy. Everybody's got their criteria. For some, championships is the end-all, be-all. You know, but that can't be be the end-all, be-all. There's plenty of great, great players that never won a championship. These are team sports. The NBA, less so, because the NBA can be carried by by one guy. But... I mean, to sit there and, and basically trash LeBron, which a lot of people are doing, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was right. Because, I mean, you know, what, what's it? Just enjoy it. And and then another, that's another thing. When, oh, Jordan changed the game. LeBron hasn't changed the game. Jordan changed it. Jordan did not change the game. I got news for you. Jordan did not change the game. How did Jordan change the game? How did he change it? You know who changed the LeBron didn't necessarily change the game either. You know who changed the game that plays now? Steph Curry changed the game. And almost for the worse. And I'll tell you why. Because if you go to a playground or if you go to a high school game, you'll see them throwing up threes. I've seen them in, in, in where I work in jail. I've watched them play basketball in the gym. They will be sometimes, they will get a rebound underneath the hoop. And instead of going up, what do they do? They dribble it out or they pass it out to the three-point line. Someone takes a wild shot, which is completely the wrong play to do. But they do it everywhere. And even in the NBA, you got like someone like Trey Young. Trey Young's a good player. Trey Young's a good shooter. Trey Young pulls up from like 40 feet. For jump shots, he's not Steph Curry. But everybody thinks they can be Steph Curry. 
You could never be, I could never be LeBron. You could never be LeBron because we're not built like that. But you know what we can be? We can be Steph Curry because we could shoot. And that is somebody who has changed the game. And Steph Curry's an all-time great. You know, he's not great. He's not in the, the greatest of all time. But I mean, you know, listen, and you can't really argue with anybody about the greatest of all time. Because everybody's got a different one. You never really hear Magic in there. Magic changed the game. But I don't think Jordan changed the game. Everybody says that. Jordan didn't change the game. How did he change the game? I mean, I, I can sit here and wait. I, you don't have an answer how he changed What, are you winning? And also, what, as soon as somebody loses a, a, a finals, that's it? They're out of the conversation for greatest of all time because Jordan never lost? Come on. Just appreciate what you're watching. You're watching one of the greatest of all time beat a record that stood for 40 years. Jordan never broke the record, right? So that's my, my rant on Jordan, LeBron. So now on to the Super Bowl as we got, like I said, tomorrow Super Bowl Sunday. And I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I think these are two evenly matched teams. We got the number one seeds from both conferences in the game. Both teams were 14-3 and three in the regular season. The difference here is, and if you look at the stats, they're, they're basically the same. I'll go through a couple of them in a second for you, but they're basically very equal teams. There's a couple differences. The AFC is much better than the NFC. So Kansas City got these numbers that I'm going to read to you in a minute, and they got the 14-3 and three record in a much tougher conference than the Eagles did in the NFC. Secondly, experience. And experience matters in the Super Bowl. Okay, it's different. It's just a different type of game. It's one game. It's not like a a seven-game series. So it's one game, one and done. And it's a very different game than, than you've ever played before. Yes, it's just a football game, but the whole day is different. Everything up to the game is different. Then when you get the game started, you have longer commercial breaks. You got more commercial breaks. There's a lot of standing around. You have a 40-minute halftime with Rihanna playing instead of a regular 15-minute halftime. Imagine in the World Series, Game 7, seventh-inning stretch, they rolled out Rihanna. So instead of just a regular seventh-inning stretch, take me out to the ball game, they rolled out a stage and you had Rihanna concert. For 40 minutes, half hour, and then you went out and played the bottom of the seventh. That's what it's like, and it's just different. Plus the pressure of a billion people watching you. Yeah, these guys play in front of a big audience and a big crowd every week. But the Super Bowl is different because everybody watches the Super Bowl. My mother will watch the Super Bowl. She doesn't watch a football game all year. She'll sit there and watch the Super Bowl. My wife will be tuned into the Super Bowl. She does watch some football, but she'll be tuned in tomorrow. Everybody watches the Super Bowl, and you they feel it. It's different. The Chiefs have been there. The Chiefs have gone through it. They, they know what to expect. The problem with, the, with, with it being different like this is if you get off to a bad start, before you know it, the first quarter is over, you're down 14-3, to three, and you dug yourself a hole you can't get out of. And that's happened in a lot of Super Bowls. When, when, when I was growing up as a kid, these Super Bowls were not good games. It was usually, 
the 49ers or the Cowboys beating up on the Bills or or another AFC team. I remember the 49ers 55-10 over the uh the Chargers. I mean the Bills got beat up by by the Cowboys a bunch of times. Really the only good Super Bowl when I was a kid was Super Bowl 25. Norwood wide right forever. I mean, and the 2019 Giants win. And the Giants were a heavy underdog in that game. And you had Jeff Hostetler, a backup quarterback for the Giants, going. And what they did in that game is they kept the ball out of the Bills' hands. That's what they did. They kept the ball out of the Bills' hands. And that's what I think the Eagles have to do tomorrow, is don't let Mahomes get the ball as much as possible. You got to run. The Eagles are going to have to run the ball. That's their bread and butter. The offensive line running the football is the Eagles' bread and butter. The Eagles also have not been tested yet. Let's be real. This team has not been tested. This might be the easiest road to the playoff, uh, to the Super Bowl in NFL history. They are miles ahead of the Giants as far as talent goes. That, that game was over in the first quarter. And then they played a 49ers team that had no quarterback. They had no quarterback. Now, the, the defense... They did impose their will on the 49er defense, which is a good defense. And I think they could have scored more points if they had to in that game. They kind of, it was kind of a run the clock out situation the whole second half for both teams in that NFC championship game. I think also the NFL is going to have to let, let these teams dress three quarterbacks going forward because you can't have a, a game like that. Like what, what you had last week. I mean, the game just completely fell apart. In the second quarter, you can't have a, key, a team with no quarterback in one of your biggest games of the year. You just you can't have that happen. So I think what they'll probably do is they'll probably have them allow them to dress three quarterbacks or make it mandatory that they dress three quarterbacks, and they won't. Uh, the third quarterback won't take up a roster spot, something like that, on the fifty-one or fifty-two man roster. It'll probably be something like that, but they can't have a, a conference championship game just completely fall apart like they did. Uh, two weeks ago. Now, as far as health goes for the two teams, it's the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, neither of them seem to be 100%. Okay? Mahomes injured injured bad in the in the divisional playoffs against Jacksonville. Re-injured it yet, uh, in the conference championship. I, I, I don't know. I don't see how he could be 100%. They're saying he's 100%. He won the game. Playing with it, it didn't seem to hamper him, but who knows? So let's see. As far as Jalen Hurts goes, I mean, we don't know. They He looked good against him. He didn't really have to throw the ball yet. There was really no big pressure situation that he's had to face in these playoffs yet. He made the one throw, what, the third play of the game against the Giants? Beautiful throw. He made another throw, the one that should have been not, not been a touchdown that was dropped, but they... They called it a touchdown. Another great throw. But is he 100%? Who knows? And you're not going to get the truth from either of these teams. That's not going to happen. So that's going to be, you know, a big thing to, to keep an eye on. And God forbid for, 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 for the Chiefs, if somehow they hit Mahomes and he goes out, I mean, forget it. It's over. They might not even count this as a Super Bowl championship if, if that happens for the Eagles. I think what the game is going to come down to 
is can the the pass rush, which is an all-time pass rush for the Eagles, can they get to Mahomes and force him out of the pocket, force him to run, force him to make plays with his legs, which he is great at normally, but he's not going to be 100%. He's just not 100%. They can say whatever they want. It's a high ankle sprain. That's like a six to eight or eight to ten week injury. So that's going to be fascinating to see if if that happens. If they can do that, I think the Eagles. I think it's going to be a close game anyway. But I think then the Eagles might be able to win this thing. I'm watching this uh, the waste management, the golf tournament in uh, in Arizona, and it's it's a wild scene. I'd love to go to that thing. I'd almost rather go to that than this than the Super Bowl. They're drinking. It's just a party scene. That's the be- that's the best golf tournament of the year. Besides with the majors. And and now with everybody, you know, jumping ship and going to the live tournament. You know, going to the live uh golf golf league or whatever it is over there in Saudi Arabia. Golf hasn't been as good. But this tournament, this tournament's great. This is like a, it's a, it's almost like a you know, and it's at the Super Bowl city. So it's even more raucous this year. But anyway, that that that's off track. That's just what I'm watching. It's on TV right now. Um, the Eagles are not as good. They're not as good as the Chiefs. Like I said, the Eagles, they both came through. They both blew through the regular season, 14-3. and three. I think the Chiefs are a better team. The Eagles match up well with the Chiefs. The Eagles have a better secondary. They have a better pass rush. They have a better offensive line. The tight end is better for, for Kansas City. The receivers are probably about even. The big difference here is the quarterback, but it happens to be a huge, huge position to have an advantage in when you're playing somebody. If I said to you, pick one position you'll have to have a better player than your opponent in, you're going to say quarterback. And they have, and the Chiefs have that. Mahomes is an all-time great. And I just think he's going to find a way. I think they're looking to finish the job. They've had two straight bad losses to end their seasons. They lost the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year, they were up 21-3 at home against the Bengals in the championship game and lost. I think they're looking for revenge, and they're looking to finish the job this year. And I think they do that. And the final score that I have it as, as 23-20, to the Chiefs win it. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring, so I would say go with the under. The over-under is 50. The Eagles, the the only thing that worries me is the Eagles are a favorite. They're a point and a half, two points, depending on where you look at it. And I don't know why. I don't see everybody I talk to, everybody I hear on TV and the radio is picking the Chiefs. And yet here we are. Chiefs are a point and a half underdog. Why is that? I'm guessing the Mahomes injury, but I don't know. And it's to me, it seems like they're begging you to pick the Chiefs. And that's scary. Because usually when, when Vegas is begging you to take a team, you want to take the other team. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, 23-20. Um, as far as the commercials go, I, you know, I really don't care about the commercials. You know, you got Gronk making the kick. You'll have, uh, I, I haven't even seen anything about the commercials, to be honest with you. You got Rihanna at halftime. I would imagine Rihanna will put on a good show. 
last year was the was a, a great all timer. Eminem and Dre and Snoop and you know that was great. So you got Rihanna this year. I'm I'm sure she'll do a good show. I'll watch it. You know I like Rihanna. Every guy like you know guys like Rihanna just because she's Rihanna. You know. So we'll watch it. As far as the pregame show, um, it goes starts at about one o'clock. It's on Fox. The game is, you know, it's a Fox vehicle this year. So you got Kevin Burkhart doing his first Super Bowl, which I'm I'm curious to see how he does. I'm a, a big fan of, of of Burkhart, of course, as a Mets fan. All Mets fans are. You know, he was our guy, as Brett said, the guy eating hot dogs in the in the upper deck with a microphone. So he's, you know, he feels like he's 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 one of our own here. So we love Kevin Burkhart. And he's made, you know, the most out of his career. He left the he left SNY, and I was like, "Where'd Burkhart go? Where'd Burkhart? Did he pops up on the World Series? He's Fox guy in the, in the studio, and then before you know it, he's, he's number one guy in, on on the NFL Sunday. He's the number one team. He went from probably making a uh, hundred thousand with SNY, and now he's probably making ten million. So, good for Kevin Burkhardt. But I'm curious to see how he does it. I hope he has a good call. I hope he has a good game. I don't see why not. He's a pro. He does a good job. Every time I've seen him, he does a good job. You know, better than Al Michaels, who was a disaster. Better than, uh, you know, not better than Joe Buck. I don't know. Joe Buck is, you know, another one that's as good as they get. I know everybody hates Joe Buck, but Joe Buck is as good as they get. And he's the voice of this generation. He's the voice of my generation as far as sports goes. On the radio side, it's Kevin Harlan with Westwood One. I believe it'll be on uh, WFAN here in New York. If you're somewhere else, it's Westwood One. You'll be able to get it. It's Kevin Harlan. He's good. He's not great. He does a little too much of the over description. And I know it's radio, but Kevin Harlan gets a little ridiculous with it. But he is good. My, I, I've said it a million times. I, I can't believe Iron Eagle is not. Because Iron Eagle, here's the thing with Iron Eagle. He also works for Westwood One on the radio side. How is he not the number one guy wherever he works? I don't understand this. He's better than Nance. And he's better than Kevin Harlan. So, you know, I'll, I'll, listen, I'm going to continue I'm going to continue campaigning for Iron Eagle to get that, the, these head jobs. I mean, what, what are you doing? Just go listen to a game or watch a game that he's on, and he's the best. We got him here in New York for the Nets. The Nets got him for a lot. He's just the best. But anyway, you know, uh, other news quickly here this week. Uh, Rangers made a big deal. They get Tarasenko from the Blues. The Rangers have been playing well. I was at the game against Calgary last week. Uh, Monday, I guess it was. It was a wild game. I went with uh, my buddy, Garrett, and it was a great game. Fights all over the place. Big hits. A comeback, a late third period comeback by the Rangers. An overtime winner from the Rangers. That was as good as you get right there. So we saw a real good game. Then they made the trade. They got Tarasenko. And listen, it's a big trade. It's the kind of trade. Someone at work said to me yesterday, 
It's the kind of trade that championships are made of. And uh, you know what? I thought about it, and he's a thousand percent right. This is the kind of trade, like the last piece of the puzzle kind of situation. He's a goal scorer. He's a top six uh, offensive player. He's going to be on your second line, third line, maybe your first line sometimes. He's going to compliment Kreider, score a lot of goals. And the Rangers seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. Now, when you get to the playoffs, of course, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, you never know. That's the beauty of the NHL playoffs. The Rangers, you know, since they won in 94, have been the kind of team, besides a couple of years, you know, down years, they've been the type of team that, that had championship pedigree, had championship teams, never got over the hump, could never get the cup. And it's a shame that Hank went his whole, his whole career had never got a cup. And nobody's feeling bad for Henrik Lundqvist. He got, you know, gold medals, world championships. The, the, every girl loves him. You know, he's a GQ model. My wife would leave me in a heartbeat for Henrik Lundqvist. And I don't blame her. <laughs> but, so the Rangers, Rangers are, are setting themselves up for hopefully another nice, deep spring run. You know, that was a lot of fun last year. That was right when this, uh, we started the show. It was a lot of fun. I was at a bunch of the games. They, they, they play, you know, they captivated the city here for a while. And that's what will happen. Uh, the Knicks, listen to the Knicks again. They're stuck in mediocrity. I could actually see the Knicks and Nets meeting in that, that 7-8 play-in tournament thing they got going on there, which will be interesting, which will be fun if they do. That would be something that the Knicks would gonna would have to win. And the Knicks are playing better. They lost last night to, to the Sixers. Sixers are a better team than them. They beat the Sixers a week ago. You expected them to lose. But, but the way they lose is just it's frustrating with the Knicks. They had a lead. They had a 10-point lead second quarter, 15-point lead in the third quarter. And you just, it's like a slow death. You watch it just dwindle down and down and down. And then they're tied. Sixers take the lead and you know it's over. You know the Knicks aren't going to see the lead again. Jalen Brunson, this is Jalen Brunson's team now. Okay. This is now Jalen Brunson's team officially. He is he is the best player on this team. He plays well with Randall, but he is the play he is the guy now on the Knicks. He is this is Jalen Brunson's team. Is he enough to win you like a championship? No. He needs to be the second guy on a championship team. Not the head guy. He's not good enough to he's not good enough to to be a superstar. He's not a, he's not a superstar level player yet. He's a star, and he's an excellent basketball player, and he's the best player the Knicks have had probably in a while. But they got to get so he's got to be complimenting to somebody if they want to win a championship. Not that the Knicks are anywhere close to winning a championship, but if they want to, that's what I think they need to do. But who do you get? Like I said, there's, there's 20 people running the NBA. There's 20 players. Everybody else just trying to make a paycheck. You don't hear about these other players really that much. There's 20 guys. Jalen Brunson is not one of them. You need one of those 20 guys to win a championship. And I don't even know. I could sit here and ring them off for you, but, but you know who they are. It's the guys you hear about. The ones that are you know moving around, moving and shaking around the different teams. 
Not all of them. Curry has stayed with one team, but he might be gone. But anyway, so Super Bowl 57 tomorrow. Um, once again, we want to send our condolences out to Brett, who lost his grandma, locked up sports fan. You know, excellent, excellent woman, lived a good long life. So keep keep uh, Brett and his grandmother and his mother, who's another big locked up sports fan, in your thoughts this weekend. We have next week is our one year anniversary show. Episode 52 next week, one year to the day that we started Locked Up Sports. So we're going to do something with that. We'll you know, keep up on our social media. We'll, we'll let you know what's going on there. And two weeks from, from yesterday, two weeks from yesterday is the first show of year two of Locked Up Sports. And we have the big guest, maybe our biggest guest yet, ex-general manager of the New York Mets, current analyst on MLB Network, Steve Phillips. So how about that? How about that for a get, huh? Steve Phillips will be talking with us, with me, with Brett. And, you know, I mean, listen, that's the guy who brought Mike Piazza here. So we're going to talk with him about some of the, you know, some of the his dealings with the Mets. I want to get his opinion on, you know, a general manager's point of view of the Correa deal that fell through and, and what that would be like for a general manager. It's going to be a good interview. It's going to be a good guest, good interview, good show. So make sure you tuned in there. But hey, listen, tune in next week too. You should be listening to all the Locked Up Sports episodes, not just that one. And leave us a review, guys. Don't forget. Go ahead over to Apple or over to our website. You can leave reviews. Leave us a review. If you like the show, let other people know about it. You know, we're not going anywhere, so you might as well, you know, tell some people about the show if you enjoy it. Whether you agree with us, disagree with us, it doesn't matter. As long as you listen. I, I would like someone who doesn't like us screaming at their at their phone because he disagrees with what I say, like about the Jordan thing. I'm sure I'm going to get a ton of people on me about the Jordan-LeBron thing. But hey, that's good. That's good. It's a good discussion. So we want to thank you again for listening. This is the one week before our one-year anniversary. And thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, wherever you watch the game. Don't drink too much. Drink enough, but don't drink too much. Don't drink too much where you have to watch the game again in the morning. I have a friend who's like that a couple times. Drank so much during the Super Bowl, had to rewatch the game in the morning to see what happened. (laughs) <laughs> and you know who you are by the way so that does it for us here everybody thanks for listening I'm Bob Walters we will talk to you next Friday night enjoy the Super Bowl let's hope the Eagles lose because you know screw the Eagles right till next Friday I'm Bob Walters see ya if you enjoy the show make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, LockedUpSports, or on TikTok at LockedUpSportsShow. Now you can catch all the latest from LockedUpSports anytime. Thanks for listening.